Hey guys, this is DT. Um, before we begin this podcast, there's a devastating news I have to share. I'm currently editing this episode when I just heard the news that the creator of Campbell Lock, the inventor and originator of locking, Don Campbell, has passed away today. And currently, everyone in our Singapore dance community is kind of shocked. We would like to take this opportunity to say a big thank you to Don for giving and allowing us to embrace such a beautiful dance. You are truly a legend. Our thoughts and prayers goes out to his family and may you stay strong. Rest in paradise, Mr. Don Campbell, and we will definitely cherish this dance forever. Alright, back to the podcast. You're listening to the podcast deal with DT. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the third episode of the podcast deal with DT. Hope everyone's doing well, doing fine, staying strong. And you know what? Throughout the week, I've been speaking to some of my friends regarding on their freelance work. And damn, most of them are currently out of job due to new measures being implemented. So can you imagine without a single income for a month? However, here's the good news. Our Singapore government announced that freelancers will receive $1,000 monthly payout for nine months under a new scheme to cope with the COVID-19 outbreak. So to all my friends out there who are freelancing, please check out the respective website and do the necessary arrangement, all right? And most importantly, please stay strong. Tell you guys. All right, for today's episode, we have another guest joining us. I witnessed his roller coaster journey from being a dancer, instructor, to a studio owner, a husband, and now a father. <laughs> yeah, that's how long I know you, 13 years. Yeah, bro, it's been a long while. Okay, the best experience I had with him was our trip to Osaka, Japan after winning the first KO night. Woo-hoo. Yeah, he won the locking category, I won the hip-hop side. And it was, you know, my first time flying out of the country with my friends, so I'm not going to complain much because all flight and accommodation were being sponsored. <laughs> And he was the founder and leader of the legendary Singapore locking crew called the Basic Fives and now father of Pui Pui. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that name in our last episode, so I guess you know who's my guest. Let's give it up for Fong! Woo! Thank you. What's up? What's up, everybody? Hope everyone's going fine with this situation. You know, um, it's crazy, but you know, hang on, guys. We can We're going to get through it. this. <laughs> okay, before we go any deeper, um, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, what's up? Um, my name is Fong. Um, and my, my name as I work, people call me Winston. So um, I, I started dance about 14 years ago. Um, that's where I, I took it more seriously um, because I was in Nanyang Poly. Then we had the dance club and we were in this uh, dance group called Foreign Bodies. And later on, I started to compete. I uh, was lucky enough to, to be selected um kind of roped in by old school and oh, then i nice. started to teach there um at the same time i was introduced to uh by chunky uh, that was the guy that first introduced me to locking chunky's name right yeah. two times already this guy is the man <laughs> this guy is the man no like I, I hope he comes to this podcast honestly shout out to chunky chunky if you want to come you know we are always about <laughs> yes yes he, he has to he has to oh, there's too much that you have to listen to him uh, anyway so he was my cr- uh, my crew leader uh, then we were in this group called sunset alley cats um one of the funkiest people oh, that it's i've been a while since i heard that crew yes one some of the funkiest people that i've known 
Then um to on to the basic fives. That's mm. where I formed my group, and then we started com- compete quite competitively. Then yeah, yeah. So, so uh, those were right now, really man. the growing years of uh, locking. I think. Um. Subsequently, I went to army. Uh, I was in this group called Music and Drama Company. Hey, same as Brian. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, and a lot of very um, art. A lot of artists, Singapore artists that that were from there as well. Then when nice. I came up to um, from army then i started to i went to go and form a dance studio uh, that was with one of our local uh, favorite event dj um it's called dance meets yeah yeah right then a uh, little bit of financial problem we didn't do very well then at the same time i was teaching at this place called anderson jc um they they are called they call themselves the the new authentics and then new um, authentics yes new authentics there were some some okay. really really nice kids that were, i was teaching um Okay, a bit of long history, I know. Then I went on to, uh, after we stopped the studio, I went on to teach at Brave Dancers. Ah, Brave the Dancers. Korean, the Korean studio, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I was briefly teaching a little bit at Natasha Studios um, to make ends meet. Mm. And last but not least, uh, then when I kind of settled into my next career path, then and I, I continued to teach at SMU Funk Movement. Yo, yeah. Funk Movement, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned about making ends meet, right? Right. So... How long did you, you know, work as a freelancer? Oh, um, if you if officially after I I um ORD from army, mm. so what happened is I went to try to set up studio, you know, with yeah, yeah, um, yeah. with um, our friend, my friend over here. So when we when we did the dance studio, um, I was surviving on the investment that we put in. Mm. Yeah, um, it was an amount quite huge, like quite huge. So. Um, what happened was I was survi- surviving on that and I was teaching classes maybe about two to three times a week. Um, my classes were uh, luckily quite few, I think then. Ah. Right, right. So what happened was later on, it kinda did, we, we didn't do well in the studio. So we ah. were kind of like just bleeding every single month. And um, when the studio closed, I, I, I was lucky enough to, to teach at multiple places. Mm-hmm. So at, at that point of time, I was teaching about five classes five to six classes a week joining competition every single week to try and win uh, lucky win enough cash, right? that whole year i was winning <laughs> a lot of competitions um that was your year right that and was your year. yeah and You're yeah that whole year it, was man. really just trying to make ends meet and doing a lot of shows like mm. seriously like every week i was out there doing shows and things like that so that was my busiest time as a dancer i had good memories no i, no I still love love it yeah no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> but yeah. out of curiosity, why in the first place do you want to open Dance Meet Studio? I think it, it always has been a dream of mine, you know, uh, mm. ever since I kind of got serious into dance. Ah. I think I, I believe a lot of dancers out there, you know, when you first started dancing and you start to get good and you you start to kind of win competitions and people start to kind of recognize you. Yeah, you start yeah, yeah. to get a lot of exposure from there. One of the, the dream will always be, hey, you know, I want to continue to do this for life. And I think the only way that most of us would think of yeah. is to start a business on our own in mm. dance. Uh, this is why I think dance studio was really kind of like my avenue. I wanted to do that uh, and, and I needed investments. So kind of like ask from my family. So I'm very thankful. Ask from my family for the funds invested in. 
But then, bad news is I lost it all. Mm. <laughs> I would won't say it's lost. I think it's a lesson learned. You gain a lot more from it. True, true. I think that will be considered my university fees. Yeah, I didn't mm. grad- I never had degrees. I, I wasn't Don't read a, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I wasn't a bachelor and stuff like that. Like but what Jean say. That's why we are sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that really, really, really was my university fees. So um, I, I learned a lot through the process. I think uh, I understood a lot more about life. I grew up a little bit more uh, in the mind, the heart, in the soul. And I kind of just know that what matters most to me now. Mm. Yeah. So what's the misconception of owning a studio? Like, like for example, you know, maybe you think that, oh, I own a studio, I can dance every day, but turns out, you know, the other way around, you have to think of marketing, you have to think of publicity, you have to think of so many other things. You know so- exactly what you're saying, DT, you know exactly what I'm saying. Um, I think one of the, the thought was, hey, you know, if I've got the, the studio plans uh, planned out, mm. uh, I've got my instructor list that's going to come in, they're mm. all going to be popular, you know, we, we will make ends meet, no problem, no, like we're going to represent hard and we're going to, you know, really, really do this and we're going to flourish and everybody's going to do well. But in reality, it's not that easy. Mm. I think there's a lot that goes on in a business. Um, other than the fact that you got to manage the studio timing, you know, you got to know how to draw um, customers in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to know how to draw customers. And, and most of the time, we got to understand these customers are not people that have dance um, background. Dance background, number one. Number two is um, a lot of these people that come into the studio as customers, they are our students. Mm. They, they are not financially you know, that capable yet at the yep. moment. Mm. So I know um, we, we're drawing a certain crowd that, that has very limited funds. And to, to be able to expand and grow further, you know, we really need to look beyond that. So this is some of the, I think, one of the biggest lessons that I learned, you know, like mm. other than just tapping on what the resources currently is, yeah. we got to learn how to tap resources that are outside of the resource. Oh, that's uh, for sure. The, the, the community yeah, currently. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. That's how you're supposed to survive. At that's right. You, that's right. you will do things that you do not like sometimes mm, just to, correct. you know, for to keep the studio running at the end of the day. You know, the other thing that you say, you were, do, you were doing, uh, uh, you had to do things that you don't like. Yeah, you know, when I was doing dance before I opened studio, yeah. I enjoyed every moment of it and I was I was so into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like passion running hot, like really like yeah. on fire. Um, but, but times where I opened studio and every day I was in the studio, running studio, meeting dancers every single day and going for competitions and stuff. Yeah. And if I have off days, no music for me. Like, <laughs> I kind of cue it. Like, oh, shit. You know, like, I, I, I just have to stop. Yeah. Oh, my. But you know, one thing I like about Dance Meet Studios is that you are very different than the rest of the other studios because you're really concentrated on street dance. Thank you. Like, it Thank was you. really street. But sadly to say, you know, at the end of the day, because you put so much passion into this culture, yeah. but the money in return doesn't, doesn't yeah. come... I think I think the the problem here is that we are all ve- because we are all very passionate people, right? Yeah. When we are very passionate, we tend to want to excel very much in something. Yes, but correct. we, we kind of neglect the fact that, you know, the community needs to continue growing. Mm. So when we keep tapping on our current community and we don't grow the community, mm. that becomes the problem. That becomes the source of the problem of why, you know, the, com- the dance um, community and the studio businesses today, right? Mm. They, they are not flourishing that much, I feel. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, somebody got to do the work. Somebody got to try to market, market this. And I think there were the years that, those years that we dance, uh, yeah. you know, we watch MTV. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. you know, we watch MTV and, and all the boy bands were doing dancing. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, like those are what draw drew the business you not know, to grow. You no, know? mm. but then of course trends change. Then we kind of, you know, kind of lost it. We we didn't we didn't know how to grow the community. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's just my perspective, you know. But I think shout out to all the dancers, all the the studio, studio owners, owners that are currently yeah. still out there running. You know, especially during this crisis, going strong. Please, you no, know, stay on. You know? man. I, yeah. I, I really, really, really hope you guys continue to go strong. Mm. Okay, to our listeners out there, some of them would want to, you know, open up a studio. Could you just share a bit of pointers, like what are the things that you should take note on, or? Or any other, you know, suggestion or recommendation out there? Yeah, um, I think first thing about um opening a studio, right? Don't yeah, yeah. think of opening a studio as a business to survive. Think mm. of opening a business, business, right, to thrive. You get what I'm trying to say? <sighs> That's something that a lot of people don't focus on, and everybody wants to be a business owner, yeah, a studio owner. But they don't think about how to grow the business further. Mm, correct. So that's the first thing you have to really, really think about. Second thing is, um, you got to be like an entrepreneur. What do mm-hmm. I mean by entrepreneur? Uh, a lot of businesses survive based on existing businesses or existing community or things like that. But when you have nothing on you, you got to learn how to survive. That is an entrepreneur. Mm. No, you think about you think about today with the COVID situation. Yeah. How do you get past this period? What yeah. are the things that you can implement to your business right now? You know, um, I think live streaming as uh, as my advice. I think uh, we were having some conversation conversations earlier. Yeah, these are good periods. You know, to do some to test out new ideas. Mm. You know, when your classes stop, and do some live stream. You know, get out there. You know, attract the crowd, make the community grow further. I think TikTok is revolutionary. You know, we just talk about TikTok again, people. Yes, you know, like <laughs> TikTok. Uh, if you really want to sponsor us in this episode, also, <laughs> I'm more than willing to. You know, like, I think um, it's exposure. It's all about exposure. You know, mm. it's not about being within. It's all about exposure. You no know, dancers have to market mm, yes, themselves. Correct. You know, you if you are thinking about doing a career as a dance in mm. dance, you have to learn how to market your business. But if you are just happy as a dancer, you like to do, you like to go to events, or you want to be more of a competitor, you want to be more of a um, competition dancer, mm-hmm. no problem. No, that is uh, everybody's uh, personal point of view. You know, like you can go on to do those, but then you you probably have to understand that that's that's not something that you can survive on. Yeah, you need another you know actual job. That's I, I right, think there's a lot right. of dancers out there right now is they have a daytime job yes. but at night you know they just want to release the stress they want to I think it's more of having fun right now if they want to join competitions you know maybe yes. try to win that trip to, to whichever country that they will want to go correct, it's a very it's now it's more of a layback because I think everyone need to put bread on the table right now yeah you yeah. know I think when we were younger it's easy yeah, you know? yeah that's what <laughs> when we grow up dance no, dance study dance study, you got dance. to learn how to how to survive you see yeah, yeah you know like fi- uh, financial comes into play you know your your career comes into play your timeline your age everything comes into play so mm. um, i think you got to manage things okay as a whole not yeah. just because not just because you're in the moment you got to manage things as a whole so people who still continue to dance you know like really really um i'm proud of you people who work and dance respect to you you know yeah. i think it's not easy i respect you even more you work you dance plus you have to take care of a child <laughs> <laughs> that's a new commitment in my life that, uh, that's like three things in one <laughs> yeah yeah that's right you know uh i i think it's it's fun uh i think life goes on you yeah. know uh you know you take on new commitment uh, i won't say new challenges you take on new commitment no it's just a matter of whether you are ready or not mm-hmm. yeah i think that's how i i, I kind of get into what i do today mm. but i think for you one thing that I don't think a lot of people know about this, but 
you're working right now as a Oh, I'm actually a financial services di- services director. Mm. Yeah, in one of the bigger uh, insurance insurance company. So on top of it, one thing, I'm going to use the word respect again because I really think that this thing is wow. <laughs> is that I remember during lockdown, the last lockdown, oh. you gave back the community by sponsoring cash uh, for the for the event. You yeah. helped them in a way, and uh, because it was also their last lockdown and all, so. And one way is to give back in terms. Okay, for you, you give back in terms of uh, monetary plus also your energy and you know your spirit, your vibe to the event. Mm. What are some things that you know for dancers to take note when they started to have a career change, but they still want to give back to the community? What are the things that we can mm-hmm. do? Uh, honestly, there are a lot of good examples out there. I think don't just look at. Um, because I'm sponsoring, say yeah, that, that's another wise, that's right? another level, lah. Right? I mean, yeah. for, for me, I, I mean, there's cannot. many ways that you, people actually do give back to the community, and mm. those are people that you know. When I was very very actively dancing, um, that's how events happen. That's how people, you know, um, they do passion projects, things like that. When they come out to to work, and they still contribute back. So, um, one way I think, um, if if you've gone live yesterday, just yesterday yeah, yeah. night at ten p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on Chunky's, Chunky's uh, Instagram. yes Instagram, you'll see him doing a passion where he's yeah. spinning live, DJing, and you know you can really enjoy that time. You know, like yeah. like as if you are at an event. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that now social distancing is a thing. You're not it's supposed to gather. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> right. You know, uh, things like that. Yeah. So this this is really one of one of those times. Mm. Yeah. Then. Um, other than that, you know, there's clothing, uh, there's music creation, there's uh, there's uh, video productions, there's yeah. this thing podcast that you're doing. You know, all these are all passion projects. And honestly, this is what gets dance out there. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than just teaching dance in a dance studio. Mm. So you know, like um, the the easy way is okay, open a dance business, try to do a dance studio and survive from there. But that is honestly not easy. Yeah. You know, but what is not easy is think out of the box how to help the community grow together. Mm. So everybody, you have. We, we have a role to play you know it's, it's a matter of where you want to slot yourself in mm. wise words man wise words yeah <laughs> Brian our producer sitting down there yeah, knocking his head <laughs> and yeah man that's <laughs> damn true <laughs> you know, I honestly I think there are also very very amazing people that mm. uh, like uh, when uh, RPP came yeah, out yeah. wow you know like the world is really looking at Singapore because of them Mm. So this is also one of the passion projects that he started first. Then eventually, it really transformed into a business. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? So I think uh, clothing, so, so I think uh, dance apparels, okay, maybe uh, there could be people who create good apparels for dancers. Mm. Yeah. You know, there can be, uh, uh, there's event organizers, you know, the event organizers are doing bigger and bigger events to showcase Singapore. Yeah. You know, also make respect for that. Um, many, many things, many things you can do. Okay, so you mentioned also, you know, like time has changed, like, you know, technology is coming out, TikTok. Right. <laughs> Everyone is also talking about TikTok. Hey, TikTok really, you know, if you want to sponsor, I really don't mind, but I need to get those people to listen <laughs> first. Um, so what are some of your, you know, journey that you had gone through in Dance Meets? Okay. And then, you know, what are the things that maybe, you know, perhaps right now, if you have a studio, um, Maybe I will do live stream. Maybe I will have an, a different plan than mm, before. Mm. Because, you know, time changes. Yeah. Yeah. Every, all the trend change and everything. So what yeah. are the things that you will want to take note on? Yeah. I think some, one of the challenge over here is, you know, always moving ahead. Mm. Uh, whether it's in trend or whether it's in technology, especially technology moves yeah, so, very so, fast. so quickly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um. Though, do, during our time, it was simple, you know, like it yeah. was just if we put out a video on YouTube, we were like, whoa. <laughs> but then also, right, we don't. We are even lazier to video and then post it out on YouTube. Exactly. Last time we don't even video. We just okay, take the class, finish, done. Bye bye. Yeah, exactly. Like I think um nowadays is so accessible. Your phone has camera. You mm. know, you can buy stands. You can straight away upload things. You can edit programs on your apps and stuff like that. So you know, okay, let's talk about um studio and uh, uh how to market you know like you 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 kind of just got to go out there and then facebook nowadays you can do paid advertisements yeah you know youtube you Buy can do viewers. yeah do paid advertisements and this it's all about creating following you get what i'm trying yeah. to say um and a lot of times i think dancers being dancers uh, mm. we focus on skills we focus on ourselves but we rely a lot on the the studio to try and market the dancers ah. you can try and say yeah 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 yeah. yeah you know but then more than often right you want to stay on top of your game so dancers ourselves are technically like we got to help to conduct sales for the business yeah correct. you know so we got to learn how to market ourselves you know don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money on yourself mm. you know advertising yourself put yourself out there um get your exposure people follow you if you have the skills and if you are good at what you do, mm. people will love it. Mm. Trust me. You know, if you're not good yet, then go and go and improve yourself. You know, yeah, attend a workshop, continue. Mm. You know, that's why I think. Um, more than that, I think through dance meets, uh, the there's a lot of lessons that I learned if with regards to managing expectations mm, mm. and also people skills. Ah uh, yeah, yeah yeah. I think these two are also very very. Uh, th- those are things that you you don't learn in in academics correct those things you cannot you cannot you got to be live you know mm. and the people that you mix with you have to then go you can through work the on whole it. experience that whole yeah. journey so so these are things that i feel uh, uh you cannot teach and these are all soft skills so when you talk about management managing expectations yeah. is when you meet people and you discuss about your plans moving forward how do you all work out something you know or, or you all can just have my own view my own view that view this view that view and you don't move forward. So one of the challenge in dance meets, okay, was um the the me and my partner, right? We yeah. we were not in sync to move forward because ah. we are all very passionate about what we do now. Correct, correct. Then 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 they had um Zumba happening. Yes. Then correct. they had K pop happening. Yeah. Then they had a lot of all this happening and the community was going for these things. Yeah. But we were we we don't know how to adapt mm. to transform business backwards. Mm. You know? And then for them to see us. Mm-hmm. So thinking back, I think it really depends on what you want to represent. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot a lot of dancers are also stuck mm. in this point, you know. Like today you we can be popular yeah. because we do this thing, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But when trend goes goes away, you yeah, know, gone. you got to learn how to survive the times, and mm. then you hopefully the trend comes back. If it doesn't, then yeah. you no, know, you got to do some passion project. You got to show, put yourself out there. I, I think. I mean, speaking of what, uh, you said about you know like Zumba, K-pop, and all, like for me personally, you mentioned Natasha Studio, right? Right, right. So I'm going to use Natasha Studio as an example. So when I started teaching there. I ha- I did a hip hop hip hop class. Right. And I only get like four or five students every time. Mm, mm. Then later I was thinking, okay, you know, K pop wasn't an in thing that time. Yeah. It was coming up. So I was already listening to K pop since, you know, secondary school yeah. before the trend started. So I was thinking, okay, if I think K pop is going to come back because, you know, last time it was the Japanese pop. <laughs> then yeah, J pop. Yeah, J pop. Then after that, later it becomes. Uh, Mand- uh, Mando pop, yeah. then Mando pop later. Eh, now going to transit to K-pop. So I started using 
quite a number of K-pop songs. Yeah. But I do like, you know, hip hop foundation move. Yeah. Just to gain crowd. But in class, I always mention like, okay, uh, these are the foundation move. I use the original, like, you know, like song. Like right. for example, when I teach Dagi, I use teach me how to Dagi, teach me, right. teach me how to Dagi. But then, okay, I say, okay, these are all the original stuff, but I know some of y'all are just dancers for fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I ah, just come here to play, play. Right. So I change it into a K-pop song. Everybody like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so of course, you know, 80% of the class are very, very happy. Then the other 20% is like, what the shit? Like, <laughs> I was also teaching and dance people. Yeah. So later I tried to um, to plan my class differently, like what you mentioned. Yeah. So, uh, okay, dance people, I'm going to do like, Hip hop, hip hop, but I make my class so um, defined in a way. So Natasha Studio, this is what I'm doing. Dance people, this is what I'm doing. Mm. So students, you have your freedom to choose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I I have to make ends meet Ends meet yeah, yeah, I, I need any money. <laughs> uh, not, I cannot survive. You know, I, I mean, cannot go like you know Japan <laughs> with y'all and everything. So <laughs> I need to improve. You see. So yeah. That's the that's one of the toughest. Not mm. say toughest moment in my teaching teaching career, mm, but it's just mm. that I do not know what to do. So I was speaking to some of the other teachers that I had also, yeah. uh, my mentors, and they were saying that, dude, like we do commercial stuff as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Look at it, we are street, but we also do commercial stuff. Like sometimes we just have to adapt. Mm, so mm, I mean, if you're, you have good conscious, then yeah, I mean, you correct, know correct. that you are doing. I mean, honestly, then, yeah. honestly, there are a lot of times that um, the why why we we even got to know about this particular dance that we are we excel in today, mm-hmm. um, it, it comes from a lot of exposure from other sources, right? Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. our generation is all boy bands, ah, yeah. right? If without the boy bands, honestly, we will not get into street dance. Yeah, you get trying to say. So I think sometimes like we gotta give some of the foundation move. Yeah, yeah, you know, like we then we try routine. to figure out like, hey, we got this thing, we learn this thing. Where can we learn? Where can we do it better? Then, then that's where they get into the classes. Mm. Then that's where they get exposure. Hey, I want to learn dance. Where can I go to? You know, and friends say, oh, maybe you go to this studio, you go to that studio. Yeah, that's how we we get into it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's normal, you know. Like I mean, who who honestly gets in say, hey, I I'll be a street dancer my whole life. No, nobody does. Nobody does that. No, I I go in, I try, I like it, I enjoy what I do, I find out more. I excel in it. That's where you really love it mm. from there. So, you know, like we, we cannot blame when new people like today, the 2000, we call them the Gen Z, no yeah. longer millennials. Yeah. Yeah, the Gen Z. Um, they, uh, they, they grew up listening to uh, K-Pops. You yeah. know, there's a lot of uh, good looking artists. Yeah. Uh, they dress in very uh, street, uh, fashionable. fashionable street wears. Makeup. Yes, you oh. know, and things like that. That's how they live through their life, right? They're, so, so their exposure has always been like that. So for them to get back into street, get into street dance, they must first be exposed about how it works. Yes, definitely. Right? How it influenced this, this culture that they love. Then they get into it. Then that's how they get the game going. Yeah, I mean, you know? talking about K-pop, there's a lot of dance move out there. Yeah, they're using a lot of hip hop and whacking and you know all the street dance foundation. It, correct. Vocab, but they change it and make it in their own. Nah. That yeah. means it's a variation. You see. Exactly. Then when they came hip hop classes they were like eh, actually i did this move in this music video <laughs> like yeah it's you know yeah. it's part of it is is everything comes what goes around will come back around you know that's what I mean? right, that's right. so i think it's not about the idea of you know like uh, hey hey we need to only be like that this one has to be exactly like that no it's good to know learn learn about the culture learn about the history mm. i think that is important extremely mm. important if you want to teach you must at least know that yes definitely but if you enjoy dance you know explore a little bit more here and there then 
be a little bit more open-minded, try many, many things. Mm. You really, really, really don't know what you'll get into. Mm. In fact, I, I didn't do locking as my first dance. Yeah, yeah. You know, like in my time, yeah, yeah. Um, we were taking dance classes, right? right then right. everything was just so-called um, studio dance class, like, yeah. but they were calling it hip-hop, you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah. we would just learn, learn here, there, here, and there, then, then, then suddenly my, my, my bro just taught me locking, you know, like, hey, you can do this move, this twirl, this, try this sequence. And then showed me some YouTubes and the next thing I knew, I was flying to Taiwan ah. and learning from some of the, the, the my, my teachers from there. Mm. Who, right. who are your teachers? My teachers. Yeah. Okay, the first guy that exposed me to locking dance, okay, um, was Chunky Yen. Yes. Yes. Uh, but just but before that, um, when I joined Foreign Bodies, um, those were seniors lah, seniors mm. at that time. So they had David. Yeah. Uh, Shout out if to you David. don't know David, <laughs> Shout out to you David. gotta learn a bit of your history, right? Yeah. Then um, we had Man. Nicholas Sim and these people. Um, but you know, um, same thing. Everybody got busy. Uh, the people that carry on dancing will carry on dancing. Yes. What happens is, after that, I got more into locking. Mm. So um, when we flew to to Taiwan, mm. uh, my teacher that taught us locking was Aga. Shout out to and Aga. And I had the privilege to join one of the OGs class, mm. uh, Greg Campbell Jr. Rest in peace. RIP. Wow. Yeah, and that was one of my biggest influence then. So, so that he inspired, he planted that seed. Nice. You see, so when I came back, I realized that hey, Singapore, we don't have that, you know. Mm. And, and then also along with Chunky, a lot of passion project. Then we were like, hey, let's go around and perform. Let's do this. Let's yeah, do I this remember. community thing. Let's do book a studio. Then just invite anybody that wants to learn the twirl and the point. You know, like mm. just just do it together. And today it became Lion City Lockers. Yeah. You know, that's how it really came about, you know. It was just passion project at first. Yeah, and then we were doing crazy stuff because we were going on streets in boxes, trying to do some tour and dancing to funky music. And we had a, a local funk band that was following us around on Orchard Road and videoing dance projects. And then we called ourselves the Sexy Cats. Oh you my yeah. God. I tell you, if you don't know the Sexy Cats, <laughs> if if you're funky, you gotta know a sexy cats. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> and and then um my other teachers yeah. So along the way, then I got inspired by a lot of people. Um I um some of my teachers were uh, Hilti and Bosch. So I attended Hilti and Bosch classes. Nice. Shout out. Yeah. Um I had Locking Khan. Oh. Locking Khan, out. very very good brother of mine. Shout out, um, bro. I also had Tony Gogo. Yes. Yes. Tony Gogo is the brother. You yeah. know the big big brother of Locking Shout out to and Tony. And he's always that positive energy. He mm. always gives positive energy. Mm. So, you no, know, there are many people that came along the way, but I think the guys that, oh, and the guy that really, really influenced me and I was doing locking for a while yeah. and, you know, not really, I, I, I think I'm doing okay, but I think I didn't really get the fire going mm. until this guy came along. Who is that? Scooby-Doo. Oh, Jimmy yes. Jimmy Foster. He suddenly appeared out of the blue, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like the world was missing him. Like, hey, nobody knows Scooby Doo story. Then suddenly he appeared out of nowhere, started traveling around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy brought fire to me. So I felt that that was a big jump from there. And mm. then the next guy that brought, brought fire to me, Firelock. Ah. These two guys are fire. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's called Firelock. Eee. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, Firelock is also a damn good brother of mine. <laughs> It's crazy, it's crazy. I think I I I really enjoyed this whole journey. There were many, many good people that came along the way. Yeah. It, particularly uh Taiwanese, Koreans and from the US. So mm. these people are like like some of the nicest people I've met through dance and they inspire me still today. Mm. I mean, talking about Tony and Scooby Doo, I attended their class. I remember this in Taiwan. Uh, remember I asked you like 
hey bro, should I go Buddha Stretch class or Tony Gogo's class? Then you're like, bro, Tony Gogo. They're like, but you know, I'm not really a locker, bro. It's not about a locker or what. Just go. You will understand why. Okay. <laughs> so I just went. First five minutes of the class, I died. Like, I yeah. legit perspired. Every one of us in the whole workshop were like, <gasps> Like he, he gets everybody moving he gets everybody like really going and like yeah. perspiring and hot and things like that um, I think it's you know for someone to be at his age and still going strong and and really still conducting classes and inspiring people all the yes. way you know this is this is more than just this is like life really yeah. this is life and you know he's giving life to to locking and the future generation and he inspired me a lot because like I said, I'm not really a locker. I don't. I I learn locking for the fun of it. Yeah. But when I met Tony, everything changes. Yeah. Like I realized that you know you can apply so many things of whatever he thought into your own dance. So first class, you know, I just <laughs> learn da 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 finish. Then later on, I think he came to Singapore. Right. So I get to meet him again. We started to talk a bit. Yeah. Then later he came back to Singapore again. He was like, "You improved." And I was like. I didn't do <laughs> I didn't do locking man like no I'm talking about your dance then I was oh so yeah. he was always looking at dance and Correct. not locking but you know as sometimes as a dancer point of view once in a while you get thrown off by yeah. genre yes, you yes. don't look at the whole thing as dance that's right you know like a lot of times when we when we we are dancers today uh, yeah. because everything is so defined today Correct. like this is locking this is hip hop this is popping this is whacking. breaking it's whacking and things like that right it start to to uh, segregate things until you kind of lose dance because dance is what marries everything together. Yes, correct. You know, dance totally came first, agree. then the style came. You get what I mean? Mm. The dance came first. So so it's just different generations of dancing. And those are, you know, if you live through the generation and you still love to dance, mm. you will eventually get a bit of here and there. Yeah, correct. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so, so I think, you know, dance is organic. Dance mm. is not like, okay, I'm only going to do this and this is, you know, my holy grail and everything I'm going to do that. But, you you gonna lose some a little bit of yourself, you know, drilling too much of it. Yeah. Then 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 to be a bit more open minded, just enjoy life along the way. You know, like if you enjoy dance along the way, you know, like my my baby was like I was just insta insta story him. Yeah. I play any music also. He's just yeah, walking yeah, around. Yeah, I saw that. He's Very just walking around. Adorable. And, and, it, and I can really tell. You know, like kids, they love to dance. You right. know, and let them be. I think this is this is beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, I remember in Dance Meet Studio yeah. when you did it. You talk about just now you talk about you know like drilling choreography and i noticed in a way dance meet studio was the first that had this program that okay we are only going to do technical training we are only this uh. class is an uh, hip-hop choreography and you all really separated the the so-called like aspects yeah, of dance yeah. in terms of training and performances Perfect. then what makes you wanted to do that i think the concept is that um then then studios were all very choreography based. Choreography based, right? Yeah. Because that attracts uh, a lot of dancers. Mm. But if you want to go into technical classes, right? Mm. Um, they call it a course. Correct. But but at the end of it, like there's really no boundary. There's really no uh framework in terms of this course. So any teachers can come along, and all the courses will be very different. So there will be the teachers that will be more popular because they want to teach something. Then some courses they teach choreography all the way. Things like that. So I think to structure things, then for me, la, for me, okay? mm-hmm. to structure things around, you know, that like we particularly tell the instructors, uh, uh, people that were coaches in yeah. our studio, that, hey, we want to do technical class because mm. we want to help the, the community to mm. improve. But we want to do choreography class to continue to attract more people, mm. right? So so we, we kind of just position it that way. We, we, don't wanna, we didn't want to call it like hip hop because sometimes, you know, like, 
you kind of marry other yeah, stuff yeah. into the, the yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. So we call it choreography, like like yeah, DT's correct. choreography, yeah. you know, like maybe Brian's choreography correct. and things like that. Mm. So that that's really what how we how we approach the, mm. the studio then. Uh, mm. But what's the feedback from the instructors when you first told them about this? I, I think they generally concept. love it. O- honestly, I think the instructors, if y'all know if y'all know the instructors that were in the list, yeah. Um and y'all go and talk to them. Um I believe like, I believe mm. unless they say otherwise. <laughs> but ah, I believe okay. they enjoy the idea of it because mm. th- that was what they wanted to do as well mm, yeah nice. so so it was a little bit of research getting on the ground understanding what the instructors were then i was also teaching yeah so i kind of knew what i wanted mm. so then we kind of want to marry this idea into mm. the studio i mean talking about that uh some of the instructors are currently doing it right now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah correct, correct other studios are, I correct. Mean. Uh, this these instructors that the batch that we kind of brought them in first yeah. uh, they are all today the top no yeah. dancers in our community. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, 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 not not that the ones that never join me are not, but there are many, many good ouch, ones also. Ouch, there are many good ouch. ones, but these people that were with us, right? We we kind of selected people that we felt we really wanted to grow grow mm. together. And but you know, um, unfortunately, we had to close. Yeah, but yeah. these people went on and they get even bigger exposure from that. Have you ever thought of reopening another dance studio? <sighs> this I mean, one, if if. If it's possible, yeah. if it's I, I, possible. I think along the years, right, as I start to do well financially, a yeah. lot of people will have been asking me the question like, hey, Fong, I haven't seen you too much in the events. Mm. Um, what are you busy with? And I tell them that I'm, I'm busy, busy with work, with right? Life. With life, <laughs> things that I have to do, that I need to focus on because losing 50,000 is no fun. Yes. Yeah, you know? I yeah, but I at least have to pay my family back first. Uh, Correct. And focus and ensure that my life gets back on track before I think about um, this project again mm. things like that so along the years as I do better I start to think uh, and a lot of people be asking me hey you, now you are financially able mm. uh, maybe you should open a dance studio maybe you should invest in dance studio. maybe you should do this and maybe mm. you should this but you know chances is you don't know my life you know like yeah, yeah. I, there's so much went that went through, through yeah. that if I have to go in I, I have to go in with a very good reason and yes. I have to see that I am value adding back into a community, not because I want to open a dance studio and take things out of the community. Yes, correct. It's not like, you know, it's really not easy. Um, recognized studios, yeah. um, we're talking about old school, yeah. we're talking about um, dance, um, people. dance people, all Converge. these studios, all of them are my friends. Yeah. All the instructors are my friends. Yeah. So today, uh, the pie is the same pie, mm. right? And I'm going to inject a new plate in mm. because I want a piece of the pie. Mm. E- everybody's going to lose. You see, the, the problem is it's not about money today. I pump in the money, I may win, but someone else has to lose. Yes. So that's the problem. So it's not about whether I should get back into the, the, the but how can I contribute back into the community, mm. which is why I do sponsorship, Yeah. which is why I do passion project. I, I yeah. uh, There was a few runs that I was doing this uh, Project Superfly, if y'all remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, project and Superfly. it was all free. People coming in pay their overhead costs to sponsor the winner to go overseas to fly mm. for events. And I don't fly. I just give the money, everything to the f- the winner to fly. Because if you fly, you you win. Uh, like say KK. Mm. Look at KK today. He's one of our representatives. He yeah. continues to teach and inspire new people. Correct, correct. You see how it goes? Yeah. So I think it's all about how we can contribute back to the community. Then to, to think about Okay, where can I position myself so that I can take something out of the community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my, my, my position today is um, to support my fellow dancers, to support my, um, you know, my friends that are in the community. Mm. I, I, I think I am capable of certain ways to do so. Mm. Maybe introduce sponsorship, maybe introduce other people that, that can have their eyes on the community. 
to grow further. You know, for for example, um, businesses, right? Businesses that I work with. Hey, you all want to do like a dance project? You know, like you all want exposure or something? Hey, try and go with my friends. So like, um, the company that I work with, yeah. the, the insurance company that I work with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also. Some many times ask me, hey, um, we want to put you as the limelight. You know, we want to bring some dancers in. Can you perform for for me? I say, <laughs> I can perform for you, but you must hire my friends. Nice. You must hire my friends to go in. Nice. You know, you got to do this for for us. You know, this is back for the community. Mm. So I think this is, this is my position today. Like, well, well, I I sometimes I get noises. People tell me, hey, you leave the community so long already. You're not active. You're not this. <laughs> Uh, bro, like seriously, haters gonna hate, bro. Yeah, I, I, like, I get that you, a lot also. If so. you don't even contribute back to the community, you're just talking shit, bro. Yeah. So, so I really like what you say about like uh about taking a slice of the pie because eventually when it comes to growing the dance community, it's less about taking a slice of the pie, right? But really, sort of growing the pie. How are we going to make the pie bigger for more people? So at the end, it amounts to like how are we going to create more opportunities for dancers? How do you think we can contribute? Wow, um, I, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I honestly don't think, um, I have every answer over here. But mm. I think, but your opinion, your opinion. You no, know, looking, looking at the pie as it is, right? Um, rather than taking the away from the pie, think about how to bake the bake and make the pie bigger. So, so I, I really like the idea when you asked, like, how can we do this better? Um, I think, whichever heads they are currently kind of like leading the scene. In my opinion, um, if they can be a little, they can employ okay because you see our the, our hits in our community today, right? mm. they are not very old to begin with. Number one, yes, they are generally quite young, maybe around my age or slightly older than me. Yes, right. Um, these people probably do not have too much, too much okay, uh, business experiences. So mm. when you tell when you say that you want to grow the community, you no, know, sometimes they they may just have very limited ideas mm-hmm. or resources to do so. Don't be afraid to employ help from outside. People that are currently in in business positions or something like that, you know, to try to connect more contacts inwards. You see, I, I'm in a sales business. Mm. You no, know, I and everybody that join me starts off in the sales business as an individual and only their network. Mm. If they're only gonna, gonna work within their network, uh, they're gonna die. Yeah, they yeah. cannot survive through this business. Uh. It's about how to grow from this friend to another friend to referrals, to do recommendations, to grow bigger together. Then that's how your business continue to survive and mm. grow. So sim- similarly, I think when the heads wants to come together, you know, um, and first of all, they must see each other eye to eye. La, huh? right, they must right. respect the idea of growing the community together. Mm. Then probably get the relevant help that they feel can help the community grow. So mm. like say advertising, how can we advertise, you know, dance? How can we make Singapore event the 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 international scale event. So mm. RPP, you know, I think he did amazing job. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. So this guy has got sense. He's got business sense in it. But that, but to be very very honest, I don't think everybody that is currently leading the community has in has has it in terms of the business idea. Mm. Yeah, you know, like everybody is passion project. You see, dancers mm. we are all passionate people. Just want to dance. <laughs> dancers are all dance. passionate people, but no 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 wrong being a. Dance, uh, uh, dancer and leading the mm. the community, but there are the business people that that we need to trust to grow. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't learn all this when I was a dancer only. Mm. You no, know, I kind of like grew through the ma- my management years in my work, 
and I kind of have to build my own team and business, right? To 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 reach out to more yeah. and start to generate more ideas. I think with enough exposure like this, with the right people in my circle, you now I start to see things from a very big perspective. You no, know, rather than the current community or what I'm going through and hey, how to solve this small problem, this small problem way along mm. the way. You know, problems are gonna rise, arise, but we move forward. We learn how to move forward. You know, if they cannot be solved, they cannot be solved. If they can be solved, they will be solved. You mm. know, we learn how to move forward. We learn how to grow. That's all. Yeah. So that's my perspective. Uh. So so have anyone approached you for hey Fong, can you invest in my studio? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly no. Even even so, right? I think you see, um then this comes another question. A lot of dancers we uh when we do events yeah. and I've experienced it myself a lot of times. When we do events, uh the first thing we always think about is money, right? Yeah, we always think about a sponsorship money. Mm. But the thing is when you gotta understand when you pitch for a sponsorship, you gotta understand what is in for the sponsor. Yes, correct. Definitely. I think a lot of people pitch it the wrong way. You know, today if I ask you, hey, can you support me in my business? What is in for it? That has to be the value add that is equivalent. You get what I'm trying to say? So yeah. when you ask for a sponsorship, the the say say Red Bull sponsor mm. you, say whichever businesses sponsor you, or there's a nice guy that is willing to sponsor you cash. It's either he's very attached uh, to the community, that's why he's willingly sponsored. It's called charity, mm. okay? Or the other way is he must know what is he, he in for. How how can doing this for you give something back to him? Mm. You know, you don't it don't have to be monetary. You know, His but outreach, I know. Yeah, you His know, branding. like you gotta know like, hey, um no, I know you're in this business, I know you're doing this. Can I do this back for you? You know, like um for supporting me, can I help you with this? You know, giving a plaque and thanking him is nothing. Mm. He has that right. he has that in his office. He has yeah. that a lot more everywhere. You know, like really if you Today, uh, all, all event organizers out there, if you're really asking for a sponsorship or anything like that, you know, be very, very clear. How does this con- mean, uh, contribute back to the community? Be mm. very clear about it. it. Don't be offended that the fact that somebody don't sponsor you. Yeah. Probably you didn't get it right. That's all. Mm. You know, Because it, this thing has to contribute back to the community, Correct. impact enough people. Then I feel that I'm worth doing it. Mm. You know? Or if let's say you if you approach me and you say, Hey, I can do this and we will give you some form of exposure, da 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 hey, may, maybe I may, may be convinced by it. Mm. Maybe. You know, but um it's not as you see, uh, I, I I don't come from a rich family. Yeah. I come from a very humble family. Losing fifty K is no easy thing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, as a diploma grad to make fifty K back is wow. Make fifty K is not a problem. To save fifty K. Mm. Wow, that is even crazier. You get what I'm trying to say? So I, I really work through very, very, very hard, sacrifice a lot of things. Yeah, I saw that. You know, like yeah, really giving up times. Really giving up going to dance events and everything, uh, And people saying bad mouthing things like that, things mm. like that to me. And I get through my life, you know, but of course um I learned to live with it. And eventually, eventually think about how to con- communicate uh how contribute back to the the, the community yeah. and things like that. So uh, I I like I say I I money money is secondary. A lot of people say yeah, although money is secondary, yeah, a lot of people say money is secondary, but think about it, a lot of things you cannot do without money. Yes. You know, so you got to respect people who are willing to put in the cash on you. You know, yep. you have got to respect people who are willing to to do contribution monetarily back mm. for the community. Mm. Uh, it's it's not that money can solve our problem, but if if you don't even have that, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of problems that will arise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's for sure. I mean, yeah, like what you say, you know, haters gonna hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, you know. But 
everyone has their own opinion so yeah. i mean um, we respect that yeah just that sometime you have to look at the other side of the story mm. so this is the part where we are trying to share with you you know our opinions correct the other side because everybody only look at the bright side of life <laughs> but i mean we, we always reality, target right you know? <laughs> hey, let's let's do this do this okay who who has the resource hey this guy has it let's do it mm. you know like but you approach the guy you you've got to know his story you know mm. like if you understand him enough you do enough research he will support you mm. that's just a hard thing yeah and speaking of which also, you talk about, you know, giving back to the community. Right now you are teaching SMU. Yes, I am. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's that's also one of my passion projects. That's something that keeps me going. But what makes you want to carry on, you know? I, I know you will say, you know, I want to carry on, you know, to share and all. Mm. But why SMU? Like why no, it no, has to be a club? No, on the contrary, right, I think um um contrary to that idea of uh, I want to continue to share, it's more like I, I hope to to bring more people into the community. Mm. That is another way I contribute back to the community, right? Um, um, and, you know, um, through teaching clubs, okay, yeah. you get to grow grow mm. people that are not afraid to enter the co- the, the dance scene mm. and get exposure. And then in, in, in reality, when they become good and they become instructors themselves, uh, they are going to inspire a lot new more people, people. Mm. No? Uh, I think that's how the community grew in during those early years mm. now, um, the, those early years when I came uh, street dance particularly mm. street dance particularly yeah. so little correct correct you know, like the scene was practically everybody was seeing each other in the same dance every scene every event. dance every event <laughs> every we event. were seeing each other you go to the locking event same person you go to the hip hop event same person that's everyone right everyone is no, there well, <laughs> if you do a particular genre only uh, you probably don't get that, that ah, outreach yeah, yeah, not yeah. enough people correct. so today we are lucky we can do a locking event yes. we can do a hip hop event we can do a popping event and one category itself one genre itself there's a lot of event in that one genre correct correct and it's like almost every week there is yeah you know yeah. so so I appreciate the times where the community was so small everybody have to come together to create to, to build on the resources to correct. work on the resources to create something back for the community yes then it gets exposure but you see in order for this to eventually become a locking event popping event mm. hip hop event right every genre hits or whoever that is teaching currently have to build and get people back you know if right but yeah, we yeah. got to see as a uh, continuity uh, mm-hmm. because we can simply lose the style Correct. after a while true you know it, and, and i think you know uh while, while a lot of people always thank events only but i think there's a lot more people to thank out there mm. um the the producers people yeah. who are co- constantly videoing yeah the resources is important for people to get exposure correct uh, the teachers mm. for building people up to get get them ready to go into the dancing mm. you know like it, it's not like by courage uh, they will go to the dancing they yeah, always yeah, think yeah. that okay if i'm gonna spend a 15 dollar or 20 dollar to spend my oh, day now and more than that now no more 15 20 right? oh wow <laughs> uh, i will be old no <laughs> yeah, but yeah yeah that's why like my event i try to make it always more <laughs> lesser amount my time was only 10 and 15 right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no sometimes lucky enough got five dollars or oh, maybe maybe <laughs> that's those very small homegrown events yeah. yeah but you know like today if you spend like uh, or someone in the in the tertiary level they're not mm. out to work yet they have to spend thirty dollars to go to an event. Huh? you got to ensure that this guy enjoys the event. Mm. Right? This guy, if you're just doing the event so that you get big highlights, the big stars looking at it, mm. then what's in for the new guys? Yeah, correct. The new guys are always constantly thinking, "Hey, I go to this event. Um, it's I probably don't. Same. Yeah, I probably don't get through the auditions. Number mm. one. So after they get, they don't get through auditions. They are thinking like, 
am I going to stay there the whole day? Then, yes. Although you can say, yeah, they should stay true and they should see all the exposure, all the good people dancing. But they are demoralized already, you see. To be honest, yeah. you spend $30, eh? you just spend $30. Yeah. That is reality. Mm. You know, like, why why, why is, say, for example, uh, uh, many poppers not going to, say, a locking event? Mm. Or maybe many lockers not going to a hip-hop event? Why? Because they got to feel like their time spent over there is better off than their families. Yes, correct. Today, I don't go to event, not because I don't want to go to event or I don't enjoy event. Mm. Okay, I got to feel like there is something in for me there. If not, mm. I'd rather spend the time with my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? So I think life catch, catches up. There's mm. priorities that we, we focus on. And there's no nobody's fault to blame, you know. If mm. we want to continue to grow the community, think about these people. If you like this kind of community people to be around, mm. think, think for them. Don't create an event just for the sake of creating exposure. Yeah, so that's just hiding. Okay, now you mentioned about family. Oh. You have a son, right? Yeah. Would a you like one. your son to dance? Oh, uh, I mean, like, go and take classes. I know he's now, you know, I always saw your Instagram. <laughs> he's, like, playing around, bubbling, and all. But would you want him to, you know, go and take classes? Or would you say, no, I'm not going to let him take classes. Maybe when he gets older, then I'll let him take, like, way, way older. Mm. Now I just want him to just enjoy music, dance, whatever he want to do it. I think I keep these kind of things organic, like mm. things that um doesn't require planning like mm. this. I think I keep keep things like this organic. Things that require planning, of course, I always think ahead. Like I think education and things like that, right? Yeah, Those yeah, things yeah, you yeah. kind of have to, kind of have to like think ahead. Yeah. But I think um things like passion. Um uh, yeah, he loves to dance, you know, and uh and it's amazing because um it could be times where when when uh from from the from the day that he was conceived right and things mm. like that right um we always play music at home uh-huh. uh, you know we always sing a little bit here and there and you no know, it's amazing like you look at him and it's like ah oh, you know he's a dancer <laughs> he's a dancer uh but i i i see it this way i think uh if he enjoys dancing and he says that he wants to dance probably we will start sending him to classes. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always think that it has to come organic. Mm. You know, like um, someone say, for example, say he likes to play basketball. Mm. I say, okay, then go go and play basketball. Mm. You know, maybe you want, you want to attend classes or mm. something. You, li- you like swimming, you know, go ahead and swim and things like that. So, you know, it depends because they got to try it. Mm. Then they will tell you whether they give up. They like you know, that yeah. Many things that I've tried in my past. You know, I, try, I want to do gymnastics. Mm. No, some not something I enjoy. I want to do ping pong. No, <laughs> I I played rugby for a while. You know, like I think no, no, that's not what I want. You know, like, I I was a drummer, passionate. You know, play drums and things like that. I was like, ah, I'm gonna go go to US. I'm gonna march <laughs> with the marching bands. I'm gonna do music and things oh like God. that. You know, and and then after the next thing, uh, I I would join mass comms. Like, ah, oh, I want oh. to be this. I want to be that. You know, like. There's many things I wanted to be in my life. <laughs> too many. <laughs> There's too many things I want to be. Like. Eventually, I think I enjoy what I'm doing now. Mm. Where, where I am, what I'm doing, you know, I'm giving back to my family. You know, I have a, I have a family which actually coincides. Okay, and I think a lot of people may not know this, yeah. but I, I came from a divorced family. I came from a broken family. Mm-hmm. So you see, family values is, is also ultimate for me. So I- Extremely important. Extremely important. No, extremely important. So, so there's many things that I went through and then I realized that I was not contributing back to my family, mm-hmm. you know. So then I was taking a lot from them, but I was not giving back to them. So that became my priority. That became my source of motivation, and that drives me to work harder every day. Oh. Yeah. Would you allow you know your son to take up this dance career? You went through so much. Oh. But would you sure like, now your son tells you that I want to own a studio? <laughs> sure. I think <laughs> I think would you, you see, like okay, I'm going to do like what I did. 
<laughs> no, I think it's all about entrepreneurial spirit. I mm. think if he wants to, no, mm. then I will work out with him. See where at at what kind of uh, thoughts he is at currently. You know, mm. like why is this going on? Where is he pursuing this to? And where is his angle at the end? Mm. Um, if he knows where he wants to, how he's gonna build, I will support him. I think. Wow. Yeah, I support him. I mean, you don't know, right? Later, he said he want to do business. He want to do this, yeah, or he yeah. want to. Uh, I want to you know be a swim coach. I want to be something. No, like by all means, you know, if you like that, you enjoy that, and you know you you're entrepreneurial enough to to do to survive on your own, to mm. do things, and still give back to your family. I think I'm perfectly okay. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm, okay, Brian, you have something, is it? Oh. What the hell? <laughs> the, game, the game is will you sponsor this, this dance event? What wow. The hell? <laughs> it's like a Shark Tank, you know, Shark Tank dance version, Singapore okay, dance wait, wait, wait. version. Yeah. Then, Come. like this, right? I need to give you the mic. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? Show me an idea. So, I, I really like, like what you said. So, this, this game is called Would You Sponsor This Dance Event? <laughs> okay. This, this event will be called The Lao Jiao Dance Party. What the hell? Wow. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Lao Jiao Dance Party. It's a family friendly event. Okay. Like party, you son, yeah, but you but you need to bring your kids. That's the condition. If you can bring your kids, right, it'll be free. Sure, why it'll not? Be, it'll be free. Kid, then there'll be food, food yeah. by dancers, like yes. those doing the like the food stuff. Then there'll be like DJ and it's just like this one big ass like yes. garden. Then yes. we all just like a picnic and then mm. just a chill time. Right. Cyphers going on, right. that kind of thing. Oh my and then, god! <laughs> and then we we just do like event coverage. This is just a family friendly for all these loud yells yeah. in, the, in the game. Oh, I, I, oh no! Honestly, Would you sponsor this yeah, event? I, I haven't <laughs> thought of something like this before. But the the pitch sounds very attractive. Why, why I say so? Okay, I, I, I do not say that this is for the reason of um, you know, anything back for the sponsors. But I say that uh, I do miss the people that have um, eventually you no know, due to work, due to life, mm. due to many many good reasons. You know, um, that they they are actually passionate still. And probably the events today, yeah. in my opinion, like like what you just said, what you just pitched, uh, they don't actually cater to a lot to families today. Oh. You ask me if the fam- if the events is catered to families, and I go to events a lot, just not dance related. Yeah. So so we, I guess we, I just found a little bit of a blue ocean. Oh, yeah. cool! Yeah. Wow, Brian, you're the man, bro. Yeah. You're the man. No, like DT, I think you should do something with him. You know, like yeah, this is this is good. This is good stuff. He, he's he's next level, man. Yeah, yeah man. man. Hopefully, we'll be able to bring all this uh, once the social distancing thing kind of stops. Yeah, you know, like I I think you you could be bring a lot of people back into the dance scene. Yeah. Honestly, this yeah, is man. this is big stuff. Like this is good pitch. Honestly. Yeah, then imagine the next level from that. So we have one just a fam- like a family gathering between the Lao Jiao's. And then we have all the sing jiaos coming. <laughs> <laughs> we have all the sing jiaos coming in, like uh, in the second edition. Say like, oh, this is a damn family. They get still a lot of cute kids. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. And then maybe if you can meet someone, and then we can they can bond over family. Yeah. And then, uh, get a re- into a relationship. Yes. Oh wow! wow. Oh no, I, I tell you, I tell you, in, in the long run, if you really look at that perspective yeah. in a certain perspective, uh, you could be growing the community back. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say. You know, like this is how generations of dancers come about, right? Right? You want don't want to lose the dancers. That, that's you know, a you really great idea. Do man. something for the the families of these dancers. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea, man. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe only all married. I cannot lah because I'm still single. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think no. Like I think if if the event caters for all, I think it it, it really will bring everybody back. 
Yeah. Okay, so Fong would sponsor this event. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I have to look at the skill of the event. You know, like, uh, honestly, honestly, you know, uh, okay, we, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> it, there's a chance! <laughs> These guys are crazy, these guys. <laughs> Alright, um, do you have like any last words you want to say? Um, I think, you know, after, after going to dance for yeah. a long while, getting out of dance a little bit, you know, and still still being around dance going around dance i mean i still join competitions if i feel they make sense to me particularly mm-hmm. you know like um um i think uh we got to look at dance right uh, uh and life as a whole yes correct you gotta look at dance and life as a whole um I, i'm not sure if everybody thinks the same way that i do but at least this is how i feel um dance is part of our life right mm-hmm. our life there's a this whole life whole person concept right where your family is involved um your future is involved you know um financially you are involved there are many things that you want to pursue in life things like that you know don't forgo everything you know for the purpose of just dance you know you are in the moment and it's very easy to be drowned and deter in the moment you know but if you do enjoy dance and that will be eventually become your career and the things that you want to do, mm. by all means, I think this is fully respectable, you know. But then again, um, there are a lot of people, you see, same thing like I say, the pie is the same pie. Yes, correct. You know, everybody try, tries to get a piece of the pie, tries to take a bite on the pie. Um, you know, it becomes not sustainable anymore. So you mm. got to know whether are you going to be the one taking the pie or are you going to be the one helping to grow the pie? You know, I think it's fair. There's enough for everyone to go around. Mm. Uh, but if everybody just focus on getting a piece of it, um, the community is gonna not grow. Trust me, it's yeah. not gonna grow. Yeah. So I think look at dance as uh something that you want to do, you enjoy doing. But look at life as a whole. You know, like you got to know what are your expectations in your family. You gotta know your goals. You gotta know things. You know, you gotta know what matters to you. Mm. Yeah, I think that is important. Nice. All right. Before we end off the show, we would usually ask our guests to recommend one song from your playlist. So, what is that song which you like our listeners to check out? Yeah. Um. So, so when I get into dance, right? I think it wasn't easy. Okay. Specifically in locking, for example. Okay. Mm. It wasn't easy for me as uh someone born in the eighties to appreciate funk music, right? Yeah, correct. So one of the earlier musics that I really like in funk okay, is uh. Uh, you give me something by Jam Choir. Mm. Yeah, you know this guy. Um, you know he he he's got got that chill vibe going. He's got that funky house beat going. You know, and then like um, you can kind of groove to it. Nice. And and it gives me that upbeat also. So uh, I I I first listened to his music and and when I got into locking and mm. till till date is still one of my favorites. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Alright, do check out his song recommendation and follow him on his Instagram at WinstonCWF. Thank you, Fong, for Thank joining us. Thank you so us. much for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Say hi to your family for me. Yeah. Um, that's the end of our third episode. You can follow, follow, follow me on my social media at DarrenDT. If you have not listened to our first two episodes, please check it out. Do subscribe, give us a like, write us a nice comment on our streaming platform. It will help us a lot. And if you have any feedbacks or, you know, there are things that you want us to talk about in our podcast, just hit us up on our Instagram and Facebook, which is at therealdeal.trd. You can hear us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and YouTube with the title, The Podcast Deal with DT. All right, remember, 
do not touch your face. Keep that social distancing. I'll see you in our next episode. This is DT signing off. Bye-bye. Ciao.